Hey, Dan Lance, this is Louise from Texas, a long-time listener. I just finished reading Play Something Fancy, and good job. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Very good. Uh, y'all keep it, so- keep it wrong. <laughs> This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Sound chipper? Sure. Why not? Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit hungover. You know what was weird? Yesterday I was at the bar, and I was talking to this girl. I don't know, she like kind of interrupted the conversation I was having with P-Town. And we were, I think we were talking about Hanukkah. I don't know why. Because I, I don't even know when Hanukkah falls this year. But anyway, she, she interrupts our conversation. And she asked me if I've ever played a game of strip dreidel. Strip dreidel. She heard you talking about Hanukkah. She, this just didn't come out of the blue? No, she heard us talking about Hanukkah. She's sitting next to us. And uh-huh. the, this was her she segue. Was? into our conversation. You know, she didn't look Jewish. She was uh, blonde. She's kind of Aryan looking. So at first was I was... she hot? Or was this like completely just like, get the fuck out of here. I'm talking to my man P-Town. Well, well I'm not going to be rude, but no. If, if she was attractive, if she was attractive, I would have been like, yeah, we, we, can, we can play a game of strip dreidel tonight at my house. But no, she wasn't very attractive. She's kind of large. And uh, the idea of her playing strip dreidel, I was, I was just like, God, I want you to, to win that game because I don't want to see you naked. But it reminded what? me of, of <laughs> no, I mean that's what I was thinking. I was like, even I'm, even ugly girls, I want to see naked. Even old ugly ladies, I want to see naked. She she was probably like late thirties, a little large for my taste. But yeah, but why wouldn't you want to see her naked? Well, <laughs> because I mean, I'd rather see a hot young girl naked if I had the choice. You don't but, have the choice. <laughs> yeah, I have the I choice. Mean, not just out to of play curiosity, like I wonder what her nipples look like. Oh, that's odd. Okay, well, put your clothes back on. Put it on here. <laughs> But once you're, once you're naked, and I imagine sex is the outcome of a game of strip dreidel. What's wrong with that? Well, because I don't want to have sex with this girl that I'm not attracted to. It's like riding a moped. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun as long as your friends don't see it. Plus, I haven't played strip dreidel since the rabbi used to force me to do it a long time ago. What about hide the dreidel? <laughs> That's what I played with my brother. With a big girl like that, there's a lot more places to hide it. it makes it more challenging. <laughs> Where's the dreidel? Yeah, I guess there's a lot of different alcoves. In How many dreidels do I have hidden? How about that game? <laughs> I wonder why they called it a dreidel. It just has like these such sexual like overtones to it. It looks like a penis head. It does. It looks like a little dickhead. Maybe for like C-3PO because it's kind of squared off. But I just wonder what the origin of a dreidel is. Like, you know, the, the story of Hanukkah, they get trapped in like a synagogue and because they're, once again, Jews were getting the shit kicked out of out of them by some other uh-huh. warring group of people. And then they get trapped in there and they have like eight days of oil burning, you know, like the, the, the lamp 
was able to stay lit for eight days. So they had, right. like, they basically lied days. about the lamp is what happened. But I'm just saying, is it because they're just sitting there just bored? They're like, oh, let's play a game yeah. of strip dreidel. I'll give you a little history lesson right here. In ancient times, shit was really boring. <laughs> there was like no Xbox. There's no PlayStation. There's no iPhones or, or smartphones of any kind, really. There was no pornography or internet. <laughs> so you had yeah. to do shit like, play well, dreidel. let's just gamble. Gambling was around. So that that's probably just what it was. It was just a tool for gambling. Yeah. Why, mm. why not? I mean, it's basically, I mean, are you perplexed by, like, dice? No, I'm, I'm virtually not. virtually the I'm same thing saying, as dice. It just has two left sides. Why not play dice, then? Why do Jews have to always make it different and difficult? Like, Jews, you know, we just have to, no, we have to have a spinning top, and we have to have our little yeah. Hebrew letters on it. Yeah, you'd think that dice would be more primitive than the top because the top sort of, you know, it's more dynamic. You got to have a really flat surface for it to work. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think you know what it was. I bet you they made their own thing so they could sell it. They could merchandise it. Right. And uh, <laughs> make money off of it. Merchandising. But, you know, the, the thing is, is, it, it's, is this girl was bringing this up and I was like, I asked her, I was like, why must you pervert an innocent game? A game of my youth. You can pervert anything these days. You know, I'm yeah. surprised there isn't like some... Are there kinky... Well, I imagine Adam and Eve has all those kinky Christmas things. I'm sure there's like a pornographic advent calendar out there. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, speaking of holidays, uh, I'm going to be up in uh, your area for the company holiday party once again. Yeah, I'm not going to your company holiday party, so I probably won't even see you. Well, you're not invited to my company holiday party. Unless okay. you, <laughs> unless you like, maybe if you went in drag or something, because I don't have a date for it. But wait, that. no, Sleazy E is going to be my date. Sorry. Oh. Is he going to dress in drag or are you? Uh, he better dress in drag. That's I'm not I'm bringing saying. a date to my uh, holiday party just because it's awful. You don't want her to have to suffer through it? Yeah. I mean, so, somebody asked me, they're like, oh, you know what? Is it like, you know, a couple hours? I'm like, no, it's like, it always ends up being like five hours. Like we get there at seven and you don't leave till midnight. And, and then I just thought about like, it, it's really horrible. Is there a meal? Like why, why does it take yeah, so long? Yeah, it's a big dinner oh. and there's like drinks beforehand. And then everybody, you know, everybody gets tanked up and they feel and you, like, these are like businessmen type guys and women. And they feel that like they all, all the three principles of the company have to make some big fucking speech. That's the same speech you hear every fucking year. And then the people who sort of are trying to like climb to the top of the ladder. My office isn't that even that big. You don't even have that many dudes. people. No, there. but there's still dudes who are like thinking that, you know, sooner or later, sort of like some of these guys are going to retire, the older ones, and then they'll take over the company. So then they got to make a big elaborate speech. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that that actually sounds grueling. And they're and they're all and they're all the speeches are about how sort of great they are and the company and like the company is, but really it's like if we're just a small company, we don't all need to hear a fucking once a year Christmas pep talk. It's just fucking bullshit. I just want to go home. Mom and Dad's porno shop. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, do they talk about like this is our vision? This is my vision for where this company is headed. Is right. it something like that? And then we always have sort of new younger people. And they're trying to impress them, and there's like any like the newest hires of the year get some big like recognition. God, uh, I've, I've been going to this thing for like twelve years. It sounds so formal, like oh yeah, it's it's t- it's uh, this is the other thing. You're supposed to wear a tuxedo. What? 
God. That's like, that's what the, the old timers do. And I, I used to rent them because I just felt like, whoa, it's black tie. But now I just like, ah, oh, fuck that. I just wear a suit and like an actual just black regular no business tie. Like I got a black tie on what? Fuck off. I, I can't believe it's this black tie affair that you have for your holiday party. It's ridiculous. My, uh, I, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but my the people who run my office are very like fancy, <laughs> like and like they they you know perceive that things like this need to be fancy. You know, God, our, you know really, our holiday party, joke. our holiday party is completely different in my company. Like they just rent out a bar, and it's like three hours or four hours of open bar, and no speeches. That would be perfect. Yeah, because you show up, you get liquored up, and then you leave. Because that's the thing. I don't want to get wasted in front of people I work with. They, first of all, they don't know me really at all. And so I don't want that. You don't know me, man. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they don't know me on a personal level. So if I'm in right. there and I'm just acting like a drunken asshole, that's the guy that they, they're, they're going to associate me with. They're going to be like, oh, my God, yeah, you know, D. Simon is just a drunken reprobate, and he just was, like, insulting people. I'd rather just go in there, have a couple drinks, be nice, shake some hands. Make small uh-huh. talk and then leave, put, then put and the then get wasted on. and act get like my I normally do. You know, I guess it's cool when you're younger. Well, for several reasons, like when you're so like mine. Like I said, it's formal. It's this dinner. They do. They fucking pour a lot of like wine that I would not be able to afford, or even if I, if I did buy this bottle, I would never drink it because it would be like I can't drink this like ninety dollar bottle of wine and like all by myself watching fucking trailer park boys <laughs> but but you know and it's free so when you're younger i think it's kind of like shit i'm gonna go to this christmas party and drink all this like awesome booze for free and i'm gonna you know like i'm gonna get tanked but yeah i'm like like you said well how i feel like yeah this booze is free but i'm not enjoying myself i would rather yeah. be paying for my booze like Hanging out with people that I like in an environment that, that I I'm, enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Like people that I'm friends with. I don't. You know, I'm looking forward to uh, this this holiday party this year because uh, we haven't. We recently hired a guy who I don't. I've only seen him like once because you know I don't go to the office that much in San Francisco. But I've heard he has a bit of a drinking problem. This guy, <laughs> and uh, I know uh, there's been a couple company. Uh, um, company events where you know people drink after work. We, we have one of those hip.com companies, and so they get some uh-huh. beer and everyone hangs out. And according to Sleazy E, who I work with, he said that the guy who remained nameless, um, of course. he ended up, uh, I guess, getting pretty wasted. He didn't even have that much to drink, like maybe three beers. Ended up slapping well, a girl. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe he was doing shots on the sly or Maybe he had a hip flask or something. Or something. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's like, I think what it is, is I think he had a drinking problem. Didn't drink for a number of years. And now it just takes, you know, a couple drinks and he's just wasted. I guess he smacked a girl in the ass. He walked up to Sleazy E. Because Sleazy E was talking and he was sitting down on like a chair and he was talking to some people. And just totally grabbed Sleazy E's head and started freaking him. Like R. Kelly style. With his crotch. Yeah. And so wow. I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing shots with this guy at the company holiday party because I want to see him freak Sleazy E again. I think it'd be great. 
Sleazy doesn't seem like the person who would take kindly to that. Sleazy E said that if he touches him again, he's knocking him out, which I also kind of want to see that too. So this this that's could also, be. That's also, that's just like two types of great uh, work behavior. Like the guy gets really drunk and then the guy gets violent. <laughs> yeah. So it would be, yeah, this, this could be a monumental holiday party. Uh, company holiday party. So I am actually looking forward to it this year. So who knows? But still, it's like, why would you get that drunk? Like, uh, you know, why would you is act this, like... Is this guy young? He's got to be like late 20s. You oh, know? so he's young. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I mean, just outside of the realm of holiday parties even, I, I've been noticing this a lot lately. Uh... Younger friends of mine that are sort of below the 30 or near the 30 cutoff or like below the 30 cutoff. And then I think back to myself at that age and I think I behave the same way. It's it's pretty cool to be really drunk out in public. You know? <laughs> cool like to it's whom? fun. It's to you, to everybody. You know, yeah, to you and your your same age peers. Like, oh man, I was shit faced at the bar, and I was walking down the street. Like, I was just weaving all over the place, and you, it's fun and and it's cool. And you have a and story. You're like, and you you're like Charles Bukowski or something. You know, you're just like a rebel getting wasted, and just I got so lit up, and I was on fire, and like just loving life. <laughs> but but me, and I think other people my age, late thirties, um, yeah, late thirties past the cutoff like i just i dread i like to go out drinking at the bar and have drinks with dinner and stuff but uh like i hate being drunk in public buzzed is one thing <laughs> but that just when you realize like oh fuck i'm trashed like i gotta get out of here where's a cab and then when you try and leave like your friend's like where are you going man just come to this other bar it'll be fun you're like oh god i'm fucked up but okay and then you're like more fucked up and you're like oh no no i'm more fucked up. it's just... and then the next day you think about it and you just want to kill yourself why are you such we... an asshole when did you become a self-conscious drunk well that's what i'm saying i think the cutoff is like 32 30 something like that it's that... When, you know what it is i have theories about this too when you're young you just don't really you don't you can't picture yourself how you are when you're drunk through the eyes of a non-drunk person. <laughs> and at some point in your life you gain the ability to like like I know I'm really fucked up, but I can sort of see how I'm acting if I wasn't a fucked up person in the same moment. That's that's when that's when you become a self-conscious drunk cuz you're like, "Oh my god, I'm a piece of shit right now." Well, you know what it is? It's, it's more experienced drinking. You've been to bars longer. You see how people act when they're drunk like right. that and then you're thinking i act like that as well when i'm that drunk and then you're or even in the, even in the moment you're like oh my god I'm, I'm acting like that fucking asshole i saw two weeks ago at the bar you know i try not to drink with like reckless abandon anymore but god <laughs> you know i don't know in new orleans i did uh talk to a bunch of hookers and fell off a stool so yeah i guess i still drink like that <laughs> that's occasionally. what i'm talking about that kind of shit like oh my god i'm that guy who falls off the fucking stool like pathetic piece of shit i know I, i've noticed that like usually the next day when i'm hung over that's when i'm filled with deep remorse pangs of remorse which i when i was 25 i, I wouldn't i'd be like i'd be high-fiving my friends and right. then they'd be telling me stories about how like i stuck my dick in something and it's just like yeah <laughs> I did put my dick in that. That's awesome. I'm wacky. I'm the wacky good time guy. <laughs> and now it's like, and well, now I mean that's that's kind of the whole thing about like why I don't date girls usually my age is because they're not impressed with drunken shenanigans at the age of thirty five. 
You know what? I was because you've said this to me before. I don't even think I don't even think most younger girls are very impressed by it. I think there's like a subset, and it's maybe not even small, but it's like only twenty five percent of even young girls think that that's really cool. Yeah, but I think a lot of girls are like I think when they're un, like around twenty four, twenty five, they're like, oh yeah, I'm totally hungover too. Ha ha ha! Wow, that's a funny story. Whereas yeah, like but a, I think if those twenty five year old girls, unless you're unless they're in that smaller subset, if they see you as a drunken ass at the bar, it's not like they're going to think it's that cool. No, but, but you know, it's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't act like that around them unless they were drinking too. But I'm just saying like the next day when I'm relating the story, they're like, uh, oh yeah, that's really funny. Whereas like a 35-year-old right. girl is going to be They're like, not going to be judgmental about yeah, it. Yeah, a 35-year-old girl is like, you know, you might have a problem. And how often do you drink like that? And, you know, they'll be serious about it. You're just like, God, you suck. You just want children, you know. But re- but in actuality, you should be thinking, "Oh God, you're right. I do suck. <laughs> <laughs> I should never. I should never have children because I'm such a shitty person. <laughs> you don't want to pass. Can on you imagine these genes? me being a dad? Not even the genes, <laughs> but just like, can you imagine me like in charge of raising a child? Yeah, I'm not even allowed within like 300 Daddy feet of drank. elementary schools. Daddy drinks. <laughs> As the kids in the hall sketch says. Well, we'll see what happens at the uh, company holiday party. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there's a good story from it. People, this is episode 360 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. You know, wackily, the, the Sick and Wrong annual holiday show is just around the corner. I think it's like next week. Is it going to be two weeks? Two weeks? Next, next week? I don't know. I have to look at the you calendar. You have to tell me because I have to get my own nog since we don't do it together. Yeah, we're going to have to have uh, some nog. People, you can send us uh, gifts and Christmas stories. Uh, we've, you can send gifts to the P.O. Box because we like gifts, gifts of liquor. And uh, um, yeah, and send in uh, Christmas phone calls, Christmas stories. The Christmas holiday party is just going to be basically us getting drunk and talking about Christmas. And we're going to have special guests this year, a couple of special guests. I just guests. found one of these BevMo gift cards that's <laughs> like laying around that I haven't used. Yeah, some guy, a couple people had been emailing me from foreign countries, and they said that they're having difficulty ordering a BevMo gift card because they live in Australia. So maybe we'll have to find I prefer way. the actual booze to come because, you know, people in foreign countries or just other parts of the United States can get weird liquor that I don't even know about and that I couldn't get here. Yeah, I think I that's way to get cooler. that kind of stuff, but sometimes it's a pain in the ass to mail that shit. But it you is cool. Like lie, you have to lie to FedEx because I think maybe it's illegal to mail liquor to certain states from certain states it could be i don't know but i mean it is kind of cool when you get some kind of weird like indigenous liquor that we'd never have a chance of trying right you know like from iceland or something um but yeah we're gonna have special guests so stay tuned for that sick wrong holiday party come holiday show coming up just around the corner um you know we have a lot of special guests on this episode of sick and wrong episode uh uh three 60 or is this three? Yeah, this I is three, heard a rumor of that. No, it's three 359. This is 359. Yeah, we have we have uh, we have uh, some special guests uh, coming up. I do an interview with Lauren Powers, a competitive bodybuilder and an actress, and she wrestles. I wonder if that's her real name, Lauren Powers. It's a great name for being a competitive female bodybuilder. Have you ever or seen she could have? Uh, I wonder if she did she ever work on uh, well, American Gladiators. Uh. I don't know if she did or not. I should have. Well, we can find out. I can ask her. Seems um, like the type. She, she's. I mean, she's. She's ripped. Very, very muscular. She's. She was talking. We were talking about wrestling, and she wrestles uh, those guys like schmoes. We were talking about the schmo culture, which she said is a derogatory term. The term schmo. Of course it is. 
Um, but uh, these, you know, these are the guys that admire uh, the women with the bodybuilding physique. And uh, she was talking about it, and I was thinking, I was like, God, you know, I bet you I wouldn't even be able to wrestle this. I probably wouldn't even last 30 seconds in the ring. She's got like 15-inch biceps. She's huge. Plus, she can grab your balls, and what are you going to do? Scream like a woman. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing away. to grab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she doesn't have anything to grab. But uh, yeah, no, no, she's a, she's a remarkable person. She's interest has an interesting life. So we're going to chat with her, and then uh, afterwards we have uh, is that gay questions with uh, Lenora Claire, good friend of mine, and she's Lenora's been working on all these uh, casting these reality shows. Like uh, she's doing this one called Bad Tattoo, where they actually like if you have a shitty tattoo. You have a story about how you got this most, tattoo. Most people do. Well, if you have a story about how you got this tattoo, um, you could be on the show and they reenact your story of getting your shitty tattoo. And then you get it covered up by like a world famous artist, like up to $5,000 of uh, tattooing. So, like, like, like Pablo Picasso? No, like a world famous tattoo artist, like Kat oh, Von okay. D or something. So I don't know. We'll, so we'll get to that in a second. It's a star-studded episode here. Three fifty-nine is sick and wrong. Uh, before we get to the interview with Lauren Powers, here's a word from our sponsor, Audible.com. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over seventy-five thousand titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink champagne. Hello. Hi, Lauren. It's D. Simon. How you doing? Hi, fine. Hey, thanks for being on uh, Sick and Wrong. And I apologize for the, the phone difficulties we had before. It's really strange. Okay, this thing come in as um, unknown. That's bizarre. Yeah, that, I think that's that's probably why because it was I'm calling here from uh, Skype. But anyway, uh, thanks for being on the show, and I hope I'm not uh, interrupting your Friday night too much. No, you're no looking forward to it. I do a lot of radio shows actually over the over the last decade. I've pretty much been in the public eye as one of the most famous female bodybuilders in the world. Yeah, that, so. that, that's why I'm like a, very <laughs> excited to have you on the show. So a little background here. Um, you're a competitive bodybuilder, a fitness model, I am. television, movie, and music video actress, a wrestler, right. and a former <laughs> firefighter, right? Just to name a few. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I didn't miss anything there. <laughs> I do that all in one day. Wow. Yeah. You're a busy woman. Yes. So Lauren, are you originally from Southern California? I am. I am. I'm actually I'm born in L.A., which is funny, lived the rest of my life um, from junior high on at Huntington Beach. Oh, okay. So right. um, California girl, baby, all the way. I was a pro skateboarder. I think. Oh, you've been a skateboarder too, originally? Oh, yeah. A professional skateboarder at the age of 16. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Oh, that's interesting. You know who, that? did, who did you <laughs> skate with? That, you know, that, that, that's the one part of my research that I guess I missed. Uh, who did you skate with back in the day? Yeah, back in the day, I was on the Pepsi skateboard team. I was one of the team captains for Orange County, where I went around and did demonstrations at all the uh, from grammar school through college uh, for the Pepsi team, which was really cool. And then I was on a professional show called Skateboard Mania. Skateboard and I was with, let's see, Paul Hoffman, Skitch Hitchcock, back in the Tony Alva days. 
Okay, wow. Off, I was the youngest, yeah, I was the youngest skater on the team and uh, actually had to take the DD to get out of having a tour to go on the road. It was a world tour. It was pretty nice. awesome. What, what year was this? It, like, gosh, that was back in 78, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Myself. That's, that was like even before like the Tony Hawk time. Yeah, this is back back in the day, baby. Nice. Oh, You're like an original yeah. skateboarder here. So, do you still I skate? Am, yeah, that's original. One of the original crews. Um, so, so you started out as a skateboarder, but then is it, since you're just, it sounds like you're a natural athlete. Is that how you got into bodybuilding? Um, the way I got into bodybuilding uh, kind of found me. I was, I got really strong for the fire department to pass the physical agility test. And it took me a year of training just on the course to pass it. It was pretty tough. It was all upper body. They've changed it since, but it was pretty intense. You never see any overweight firefighters. Those guys look oh, like they're in shape. Now you do. Now you do? Okay, wait. Now they don't have to do it? Yeah, the old-timer guys. Yeah, they don't have to. They don't, it's all the, but the rookies are always the strongest. But to pass the test, I had to get super strong. And so... Um. I got actually, what do you call it, discriminated against for not being strong enough, which oh, was ridiculous. Okay. So then I got even stronger, and then I was discovered at the Olympia back in 2001, just walking around. People thought I was a pro bodybuilder, just from my upper body physique was so dominant from firefighting. That from right from that show, I was discovered on on uh, the, the Olympia grounds, just walking, and was sent to Chicago. Went on national TV, got on all these talk shows. And it's all over the internet as a celebrity bodybuilder. One thing led to another. I started wrestling all over the world. I mean, my career just went insane. So this was like, this is from like 2001, 2002? 2002 is when I really started competing. So I didn't even know what I was doing. And actually the Excalibur was my first show, an NPC John Lindsay show, which is I'll be going attending tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you competing? Yeah. What a, and, and now I probably could. I haven't dieted or anything, but I stay in shape all year round. So my, my focus right now, D, is more um, mainstream media, uh, um, you know, more of the acting, acting side of it. Acting, that kind of like competing. modeling, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I, I still compete. I do Muscle Beach every year. I've been winning that show for actually a decade. I won it back in 2002. I won the Masters heavyweight, and I took the overall championship. Mm-hmm. totally new. Yeah, I literally just walked on and, and won it. And then a decade later, I came back and won it again. That was pretty impressive. Oh, wow. A lot of the news channels do interviews on me. Um, I'm always, you know, crowd favorite there. I have been for, like I said, over a decade. Not only the champion, but I do, uh, I ride the Harley out on stage. And nice. I wear costumes and put on a pretty big performance. So Joe Wheatley, who's one of the promoters, it's his show. So um, personal friend, and we have a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so for competitions, though, I mean, do you have to do a special training regimen, or do you just? I mean, do you you obviously work out every day, right? Uh, not every day. My, like I said, I do so many different things now that you know I, I just stay in shape because I'm I do so many different sports. So it just depends. Like my last show at late was the Labor Day Muscle Beach. I literally didn't have any plan to compete. I ate pizza, ice cream from Costco, <laughs> <laughs> the night before spaghetti meatballs for dinner, you know, walked on Labor Day because I had a booth there for a, a coffee product and 
literally, everybody's like, you're not competing, you're not competing, because I wasn't panned up. I'm like, no, no, not this time. They're like, are you kidding me? And then Joe Wheatley's like, you've got to do the show. Come on, Lauren, come on. You're, you're again, your crowd favorite. Always, you know, a big deal at Muscle Beach. So I'm like, fine, fine, copy into it. I literally had to go get tanned, tanned up, airbrushed right there on the spot. I had a bikini in the car. I had some CDs. I didn't even know what my music was going to be. I turned it in. Literally winged it, I mean, spot on that morning. And ended up winning heavyweight masters and took the overall championship. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, but that's you know that's being a pro. I mean, really, I mean, just like just ready to go on the spot, ready to go, wing it. But it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Um, Most of the athletes and you know my all my uh, friends in the industry, it's a lot of work, and you have to really diet and the the training and the diet, the choreography with the routines, the posing. Most gals, they spend, you know, 20 weeks getting ready for a show. I mean, so Not I, that morning up. Not the morning <laughs> up. My competition wants to kill me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but so like a typical, like a, when you're competing, when you're in like the height of your competition, um, how, long is, how long would your workout be? Oh, it's hard to say. It depends on, you know, how my body's responding and, I know myself pretty well. I am, I, I'm, again, I've been doing this for so long. It takes me like a week to get ready for a show because I'm so used to being, having to be ready within a week of a competition all year uh, round because I don't have the luxury to go what you call off season. And that's, you know, bulking up, if you will, or putting on more pounds. Yeah. I never really do that. And I haven't since I started this game because my agent will call me and say, oh, okay, you have an audition tomorrow, competition ready in a bikini, la, la, la. And I have to be ready. If I was off season, I would never get it. Okay, so you're always ready to go. I have to stay ready to go, always. I have no luxury, always ready to go. But so training, I mean, it's, you know, I spend an hour to two hours a day in the gym. I try to go at least five days a week. It's my social thing. I belong to a very nice high-end club here in Orange County. It's very foo-foo. I can spend, you know, six hours there. That's training, taking some classes, I take yoga, I do Pilates, I socialize, and I have lunch, I lay out by the it's pool, like an all day I thing. Yeah, take a jacuzzi, <laughs> yeah, uh, some of the networks have done some shows on me and actually filmed me at this gym, and you know, they went crazy with saying that, you know, I spent 18,000 hours a year in the gym, but that's what I do. It's, yeah, well, that's I your job, I mean. I have, yeah, I have lunches <laughs> and dinners. I have a nice life, D. I'm not going you know, <laughs> to I mean, blow smoke up you right now. I, I do what I want every single day. I wake up, and every day is a new adventure for me. And I, I, I have no children, and I have no husband, so I get to do whatever I want. I got to say, that's, that sounds like a uh, perfect life. Other than the working out thing, I, you know, I don't know if I could do that two hours a day, but uh, I could hang out in well, a jacuzzi, yeah, though. It's my passion, and it's my body, and my body is my business. So I put in a lot into it. Do most bodybuilders maintain like a really strict, rigid diet? Well, you're supposed to, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, what, like, how many Especially calories? Like, do you guys have to? When you're ready to compete, I mean, when you're ready to compete, things change up. I mean, you, you count down the week and what oh. you're doing, and you know, sodium and water depletion, and it, it's just a whole scientific thing. It's pretty technical. Which the more serious and insane you get, the more you know, the more dangerous you are. So it becomes, you know, it's a lot of work. And if anybody thinks it's easy, it's really not. Well, you have a There's trainer a too, right? 
I what? Do you have a trainer that uh, that assists you and manages your diet and everything, like when you're really competing? When I'm ready to go, I mean, I have a whole team of people that help me and they have through the years, depending on what my goals are. Because I'm always filming. Mm. I've always got some reality show or some pilot or something going on. Um, the last competition I did, I had an entire Japanese team filming me for uh, their top j- show in Japan. For um, I represent the entire America, actually. So I'm trying to compete, and they're trying to follow me, and they're having interpreters and listening to me in Japanese. I mean, it was crazy. Wow. So I'm used to always working with camera crews. Again, this is why I'm the most publicized female bodybuilder literally in the world, because I'm willing to do all this. Most girls are like, get away from me. I'm focused, and they, you know, they're trying to win a show. Yeah, but me, yeah. I mean, I just like to have, I like to have fun with it, and I do it for, again, to be a role model and inspire other people. You know, I'm 50 years of age now, and I'm still killing it. Wow. So I think that says a lot. Yeah, yeah no, that so really does. God, I hope I look that good. Yeah, I want to show it. Of course, I want to show at 40, and I came back and won it again at 50. And it's a, you know, it's a fun show. It's at the beach. It's a, you know, infamous Muscle Beach, Venice, California, which is, you know, world-renowned. And it's a fun, it's a really fun show. It gets a lot of media attention. I mean, I've been on TMZ. I've been on Sports Illustrated. I've been on this Japanese show, like I told you. I've done Muscle Beach uh, TV shows on that. I've been on the Travel Channel. I've been on Inside Edition. I've been on ESPN. I've been on HBO, uh, Brian Gumbel. I mean, I've now you so sounds, it sounds like you've made the rounds. So is, yeah, is there... Hollywood came out. They did a story on me. I mean, I've I just done so many things to support the, the industry and give it some more, you know, where it's not. Yeah, give it some good exposure. I mean, you're drawing a lot of attention to it. And I'm sure it's like, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of women who are thinking of competing or becoming in, going into bodybuilding probably are really influenced by you. I think that's great. I um, hope so. I hope so. I try to stay... You know, I always have hair and makeup and and a sexy, you know, I go for the sexy look. And that's always been my thing to stay as feminine as possible because we've got 15-inch biceps. You know, <laughs> a little crazy. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was going to ask you about that, actually. So uh, just, just for stats, how, how much do you weigh right now? Right today, about 165. And you're about what, like? 165. Five, almost five eight. Okay, so five almost eight. Well, five, eight. it's like solid muscle. So in uh, in your personal life, Lauren, are you more attracted to like muscular, like you know, hyper muscular dudes, or just like regular regular size guys? For me, I'm attracted to energy. You know, I come across so many people in my travels. I'm constantly at events, and I'm in the public eye so much that it's actually hard. Cause I I'm so independent. I'm so outgoing. I've got this physique. A lot of men are intimidated by me, to be, to be I, honest with you. I can imagine. I imagine a lot of guys probably would. I mean, a lot of guys are intimidated by taller women. So I imagine a girl that's like, you know, larger than them and taller than them, they're probably intimidated even more so. And larger than life with my personality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and a celebrity. <laughs> it's got to make dating yeah, difficult. Yeah, it, it actually is. And, you know, whoever's listening to the show, I am single right now. I am looking for someone to spend my personal time with. It's, I haven't had too much of it lately, but right now at the time of my life, I, I'm looking for that. And yeah, well, we're I'm actually maybe... filming a TV show about it, about me looking for my significant other, if you will. <laughs> so, so, you might be seeing that. I'll be dating different people and probably be filming it and it should be fun. 
Wow, that sounds. Is that going to be a reality show, like uh, coming out in like yeah, TLC yeah, or something? Yeah, we're going to we're filming a pilot, and I'm working on another pilot called Jacked Up right now, and that's going to be funny. That's a comedy, and that's going to be on about gym life, like like all the characters in a in the gym, oh, okay. which has never really been done before. So yeah, we're on episode three right now, season one. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I imagine there's a lot of like hijinks, a lot of fun stuff that goes on at the gym that people probably don't even see. Like if you're there all the oh, time. Oh yeah, the general public has no idea. So the show is actually it's a comedy and it's just a lot of spoof stuff. It's gonna be fun. It's called Jack. And up. then I just finished a series of Jack Up. I'll be on a series of Workaholics coming up. Oh That'll wow! Be awesome. That was a fun shoot for on Comedy Central. <laughs> and then my Planet Fitness uh, commercial has been airing like crazy on FX and E. I've never seen it, but the rest of the world has. <laughs> and then. Um, I just auditioned for a Friday's commercial yesterday and I'm doing an audition for another TV show called hot package. So hopefully by the time this thing, you know, yeah, it sounds like uh, you're in the spotlight right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking, uh, was, uh, talking to some ghostwriters about writing a book about my life and all my experiences and everything I've gone through. Cause you know, there's a lot of hardships to being as outgoing as I am, especially even with my own colleagues. They're, they're out there ready to chop my head off half the time. Yeah, I was wondering, is there a lot of rivalry? Is there a lot of rivalry with other female bodybuilders, even male bodybuilders? I mean, is there a lot of competition? Well, Not even during the competition. With the women, we would all stick together because it's such a small niche. I, I know most of the gals, at least I used to, you know, always go out to all the competitions and stuff. Um, it's, it's just tough because you know, I, I'm a little bit different than most of them because I do so much stuff that people get a little bit bent out of shape. But They're probably they jealous. They should be thanking me instead of mad at me, really. I'm trying to make things better for female bodybuilders as a whole, not worse. So that's my goal. My intention always is to promote the sport that's not crazy. It's not weird for a woman to have muscles. I think it's hot. I think it's sexy. I look this way because I want to look this way, not because I have to. People, you know, the general public, wow, why would you want to do that? It's, I want to. I'm extreme for a reason. And my reason is to get people's attention, to look at me, to be a role model, that to let people know that no matter what you, you want to do in life, you can get it. And you just have to want it bad enough. Just work so hard I stand for it. For, well, yeah. And my motto is it's the heart that makes it good. And it's about the journey from the inside out. And doesn't matter, you know. It's never too late to look great from the inside out. Well, that, you know, and that's I, my message. I, admi- I admire your message there, Lauren. It's a very positive outlook. So I'm sure there's some dudes though that are probably, you know, they're they're fetish or whatever. They're they're really into uh, female bodybuilders. I, I've heard a term thrown out there called schmoes. Well, what does that mean? That means a fan, a male fan that just absolutely admires the physique of a female bodybuilder. I don't, I think it's kind of derogatory. I personally don't use that because I think, I don't think it's nice. I prefer the word fan or admire. Mm -hmm. And that's just me personally. I've made millions of dollars off these people for the last 10 years, traveling all over the world, meeting them one by one in the wrestling sessions. All over the world, literally. I've been from Dubai to Hong Kong wow. to Switzerland, Germany, Paris. I've been all over Jamaica. I mean, everywhere, literally, so entertaining my fans. What is this? So, the wrestling session? Is it like pro wrestling? Is it actual like 
gladiator, you know, Roman Greco style wrestling? Like, what what happens here? It can be semi competitive to competitive, hardcore. Um, I got involved with that in Japan, and that's not really my thing. I like more fantasy wrestling personally because I don't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. My body is my business. Because some of these guys really want to go at it, um, pay a lot of money for that. It's wow. quite popular, more popular than you would think. And again, I talk about it a lot. I talk about it on national TV. I talk about it to you right now, wherever, because I think it's awesome. It's a really cool way that the fans get to meet us female bodybuilders one-on-one. They get physical contact with us, and you know they test your strength, arm wrestling, scissor holds, grapevine. You do all kinds of different little holds. They love it. They love it. They go so crazy. Do you think there's some kind of like sexual satisfaction that they're deriving from this wrestling? Or is it just purely like, you know, harmless? Like we're just wrestling, having fun? Um, it depends. It can be both. Some of these men really think it's really hot and sexy. And, you know, everybody has their different fetishes. I mean, what I like to say is some people like redheads. Some people like, you know, women with fat butts, whatever. There's guys <laughs> that like women with... With um, big biceps, you know what I mean? So it's a preference, it's a choice. We make it available for them to meet us. There's not too many women that walk around looking like, yeah, you know, I mean, for a female body because it's hard. It's a lot of work. You don't just take a pill or take a bunch of steroids and get huge. It's just not how it is. And the general true. public is so misinformed by that. They think, oh, yeah, we just pump iron all day, and that's we have no brains. Well, I'm here to tell you, it's not that at all. And I have a life. I have a huge life, actually. I live a very nice lifestyle. I have a beautiful friends. I don't date just bodybuilders. You know, all these stereotypes that I get hit with is ridiculous. You know, completely normal. I go to Costco and eat pizza like everyone else. You know, I'm, I'm very well known in my town, of course, because I'm pretty high profile. I drive nice cars and ride a nice Harley and I promote and brand myself. My name is everywhere. Well, and that's what true. I do for a living. I, I, you know, I totally agree with you. I think the perception in the public is you know is, is slightly misconstrued. I think people think like, oh, you know, it's like anyone could do that. They take a bunch of steroids, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're huge ripped bodybuilder. But it doesn't work like that. You no, know I, mean? I wish it was that easy, but it's it's not. It's a lot of work for me. It's just been a little bit different because I have a, <clears throat> a very athletic background with the surfing, and I paddled out with canoes in Hawaii for three years. We were state champions. I taught surfing for a living, so my upper body is always bigger than my Lower body in bodybuilding. I didn't try to be a bodybuilder. It just kind of happened. But, yeah, <laughs> it, me, it sounds I like you have a my... natural, like, athletic ability. Like, you're born with that. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I imagine a lot of people, they can get in shape. And, and But, I mean, it sounds like you definitely, I mean, you work for it. Also, you have the natural ability, which is just remarkable. So, so Lauren, your, your new show's coming out, and uh, your new show's coming out soon. Like, you just filmed the pilot that's jacked up, and then you also have a reality show just about your life. Is it, what, what's that one it's called? It's going to be about my life. Yeah. We haven't come up with a, a title yet, like Power of Muscle or, you know, The Day in the Life of Lauren Power. So we're still like that. messing around with it right now. We'll, we'll know more when the, um, you know, we finish the whole thing. We're just now filming... It's going to incorporate, you know, my dating life, my athletic life from golfing. Like I said, I'm in this golf program with uh, Rob Nunn, a uh, PGA golf pro, is taking me under his wing and is going to design me to be this scratch golfer, which I don't know of any bodybuilders that 
our golfers yeah, really. transferring to golf. I mean, it's, yeah, it's quite <laughs> a transition. I, dancing. I compete in ballroom dancing, which is huge. <laughs> so I do that. Yeah. I think and I would I rather, do, I would like, rather ballroom dance with you than wrestle you. That's just me personally. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Real quick though, real quick before, um, before, before I get out of here, uh, who, who do you find is your pin? This is your personal opinion. Who do you find sexier in their prime? Lou Ferrigno or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Who do I watch in their prime? Who, who did you find sexier in their prime? Like, who do you find sexier? But this is back, like, you know, when they were just Well, ripped. I know them both. Lou and Arnold, I know them both. And I still see them currently every year at the Arnold Classic. In fact, I'll be ballroom dancing for Arnold uh, this year again. I've already done it once as a celebrity in the ballroom during the Arnold Classic where he comes in. He gave me double kisses. And wow. it was kind of a big deal seeing him and filmed him. Some that whole episode. He but still looks great this year. So of course I, I'm an Arnold fan. Yeah. He's cool too, but I prefer Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, um, your website's laurenpowers.com, and we can find out about sure. all your new projects and appearances there. Absolutely, and uh, I love all the uh, uh, listeners to like my fan page. Okay, the so Lauren Powers fan page. The nice. athletic page. I love it. 10,000 fans right now. I'm looking for 20. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, people, go to laurenpowers.com. Click on that. I imagine you have a link to your Facebook page and your Twitter. That's right. Yes, I do. Okay. And you can, uh, you can follow Lauren. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to checking out your new shows. Sounds amazing. Th- thanks, awesome. for, thanks for being on Sick or Wrong. It was awesome chatting with you. You bet. Thanks, Stevie. All Good right. Have you. a great weekend, Lauren. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Lenora, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? It's D. Simon. Thanks for being on the show tonight. Yeah, anytime. What's going on? Oh, you know, um, just doing the regular show. Actually, this is a a pre-recorded show because um, okay. I'm going to be on vacation next week. But hey, thanks for um, uh, suggesting uh, having Lauren Powers on the show. I just got off the phone with her. Oh wow, how'd that go? She's she's a fascinating person to chat with. Serious, I mean, she lives a she lives a very interesting life if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I um, I she's awesome. I did a music video with her uh, about two years ago. Did she did she offer to scissor you between her powerful, powerful thighs? She mentioned, you know, what she meant because we we briefly kind of talked about wrestling in the in the schmo culture. Have you ever heard that term, schmo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those guys that uh, that you know, kind of fetishize uh, female bodybuilders and they pay them. Fl- I mean, she gets flown around the world to like Dubai yeah. to wrestle these guys. But she yeah, was saying she yeah. also does ballroom dancing. So I told her I would rather ballroom dance with her than wrestle her because I don't think I'd last very long wrestling. Her. Right. Did she, did she tell you the story about the guy who said she couldn't, who couldn't break her ribs? She couldn't break his ribs. Did you hear that story? No, she didn't tell me that. What happened? Yeah, um, I guess some dude was like, you know, trying to challenge her, and he was like, you can't break my ribs, bring it on, or whatever, and she like, of course, she crushed him, and he loved it, and called it the next day and thanked her. And and she completely cracked his ribcage? Yeah, that's what she said when I I interviewed her, she's awesome. I I wouldn't doubt it, she's, she is, uh, I I mean, she's, she's very, just huge, she's large, and very powerful, I imagine. 
Yeah, but like, but like, really cool too. Like, um, I did this music video with her about two years ago for this band called The Foles. The song is called Miami, and it was really funny because the concept of the video it was shot kind of like mm, visually like David LaChapelle style, but it was supposed to be this gang of trannies. <laughs> And me, and me, in this coding battling the bodybuilders. So, um, if you watch that video, it's like real. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the director thought it was training. I really don't know. But it's like they film us like all walking in, and it's like everybody is like you know six foot six in their high heels, and then like the camera comes down, and I'm like a good foot below everyone. But um, <laughs> we we battled, and it was awesome. And that's when I met Lauren, and she's just. Yeah, did, else. did you explain to the director like you know I'm I'm actually a real like biological female? No, I mean it was it was the kind of thing where like I got there and I was just like oh, okay like cool right. like just whatever because because I will say the ladies were extra glamorous for the way I chose to see it <laughs> they just wanted they just wanted the most glamorous it's women a in the compliment. world. And, yeah, I was like, okay, fine. I feel like I'm like a female, female impersonator, so it's totally fine. Like, just hyper-feminine just happens. The other women were not born women, but, yeah, it was it was whatever. It was a, it was a fun day. Like, I learned how to crump, uh, wrestled with bodybuilders. Nice. Yeah, it was a training game. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 band is, the band's The Foles, and the song's called yes. what? Miami. Miami. So people go check it out. Do a Google search, and uh, you'll get to see Lenora, and you'll get to see Lauren Powers in that video. Yeah, totally. Lauren was great, and she was very interesting to talk to. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking forward. She, she was telling me about this reality show that's about her life, like a day in the life of Lauren Powers. And it talks mm-hmm. about it goes on dates, like she, like they, they follow her on dates and all sorts of stuff. So, I'm interesting. Yeah, you know? she's bisexual too, right? So she can. Did she get into that with you? She didn't get into that either. God, I'm missing all these. I should yeah, have. I should yeah, have had yeah. you on that call. Yeah, yeah, I know because, um, because I interviewed her for Taboo, trying to, I was trying to get her on, so, yeah, no, I, I get the dirt, I get the juice from people, yeah, she's totally bisexual, and, um, yeah, so she could, you know, could be really, really awesome. The best shoulder. of both worlds, yeah, definitely. So, so Lenora, what's going on, uh, what's going on with your life right now? You just, uh, finished casting Taboo, and you have, yeah. you're casting a new show, but you also have another show that you filmed the pilot for that's about you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's all true. Um, I just cast Taboo for National Geographic, which was awesome. These are the first time they, they brought me in. And um, just an incredible crew with the people that I work with. So if you watch Taboo, which is already known as being like the most extreme show on television, this year they brought us in. So it's going to be even more extreme and more fabulous. And I'm, I can't really talk about the people that I've got on, but I'll definitely say that it's, it's going to like... When does that air? Oh, uh, they're starting to film it in a month, so I don't know, at least several months before our season hits the air, but, um, it's going to be really good, like uh, really, really good. Yeah, from what you've and told then, me, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got the inside stuff, it's <laughs> awesome. And then, uh, Monday I do Tattoo Nightmares for Spike, which is a really funny show because, you know, people with shitty tattoos, there's always like a, a hilarious terrible story that goes along with it. So we find people with the bad tattoos and then they do a reenactment of how they got their shitty tattoo, which is like a bonus. And then they get up to $5,000 worth of a cover up on it by like the best tattoo artist in the country. So wow, it's a fun, yeah, it's a fun show to work on, but it's kind of hard to cast because you can't really walk up to people, you know, like if you see them in a mall and be like, Oh, Hey, that's it. Pearl Jam tattoo. You like that? You want to keep that? Like you can't, you can't really do that with people. So you can't just um, walk up to some guy and be like, dude, your tattoo's suck yeah but how did you get them 
Um, yeah. well, Why? Be, what were you smoking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, um, like one of the people that I, that I interviewed last year, my, one of my favorite stories was this guy saw this, like, super hot girl, and so he goes into the tattoo parlor, and he, like, tells the tattoo artist, he's like, hey, you can do whatever the hell you want to my back, just make sure it takes a really long time so I can, like, talk to this chick. So the tattoo artist is like, what an idiot, you know, and decides to give him a gigantic back piece like he asked for, but, like, why not do a giant game tattoo across <sighs> his back? So he ends up giving this retard a giant game tattoo. Then the guy's like, you know, chatting with this girl and like whatever. And like, so he he goes home and he didn't get the he didn't get the girl's number. Like he totally failed at that. So he gets this like huge like a crib tattoo or something. Yeah, prison, yeah, and so he, I guess he's, like, watching Oz or some other prison show, and he sees that tattoo, and he's like, oh, my God, I have a gang tattoo. So, like, that guy's story, like, it was, it was really funny him, like, having to tell me and just, like, knowing what a dumbass he is and just be like, all right, dude, okay. I mean, I, I, seriously, we had hundreds of those stories, and I can definitely say as an authority now that if you get someone's name tattooed on you that you're dating, it is an absolute fact that within one year they will cheat on you with your best friend. That is and you'll be wanting to, uh, yeah, I imagine you're safe for sure to, to bet that one. I, I imagine a lot of those people are the people that regret getting that tattoo, want to get that one covered. You know, I, I bet you we have some fans out there that probably have some really shitty tattoos. That, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have a website up for the casting, like, really soon. But if they want to Google the show, it's called Tattoo Nightmares. Um, so I'm sure there's a website to get them to fill the application. But when the, when our website for casting purposes goes up, I'll, I'll give you the info, which would be okay. awesome. Okay, I mean, people, people you can contact sigrongpodcast.com, and I'll, I'll, forward it, I'll forward you the information about the show when it's up there. So this awesome. sounds kind of yeah. cool. They can also email me directly, uh, Lenora at LenoraClaire.com. So, okay, so shitty tattoos. Yeah, yeah shitty tattoos is your chance to maybe get it covered up. And so you yeah. have your own uh, show in the works, too, right? Are you allowed to talk about that one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's a limited amount of stuff that I can say. Okay. Um, other than I, I shot a pilot. Um, I can't really – it was – um, I can tell you that it's the people who did Real Housewives of Atlanta, and uh, they had a show that was Kathy Griffin D-List. And, um, yeah, no, they, they they filmed me for this pilot, and I, I can't say which network it's uh, – yeah, they, they, you got to be tight-lipped about these things until they, even after they air. Like you know, I was on that one uh, that game show, the O Sit Show. I'm not, allowed, I'm still not allowed to talk about it. Like forever. Oh, do they give you like? A, oh, oh, I, I see. Right. I mean, I could talk right. about being on it. I could say I, I competed, uh-huh. but I can't say anything about my experience competing. Right. Yeah, right. it's it's really yeah. You, know, you sign your life yeah. away with that shit. Totally. It's well, it's funny, even in, in casting, you do that. So it's like, that's why, you know, um, if you go in for, we have the rights to whatever. So it's like, even before you even make it on the air, like that footage is ours to, you know. You I mean, the like, audition? We're, we're, we're ethical, but it's just people need to realize, like, you know, have some responsibility <laughs> for the things you say and do. So, Lenora, um, uh, thanks for uh, for being on the show today to do uh, Is That Gay With Me. Um, yeah. Uh, my co-host couldn't make it today. But uh, before we get to our first phone call here, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire's crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at adameve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. 
Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. All right, so um, we've got a few phone calls here. We've had uh, all these Is That Gay calls kind of piling up, and I haven't really got to it in a while. So it's good yeah. to have you on the show. And since you do have a background, um, you know, in the, in the gay lifestyle, your, your, it's, your opinion is very valid here. So probably more so <laughs> well, than mine. Thank you. Um, awesome. So uh, let, me, let me roll the theme music, and uh, then we'll uh, take the first call. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. So people, you can call in with your Is That Gay questions, 206-666-3846. Um, here's the first one. Hey, second round. It's Toothless Toby again. Uh sitting here drinking some beers and I had something I just thought of fuck dude that sounded fucking retarded okay anyway I had something to actually you kind of sound sort of retarded there guy but hey (laughs) bring up and basically what I'm bringing up right now is I went to jail I was in jail this time last year uh (laughs) (laughs) surprise surprise I just heard jail. I was like, gay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I had ran out on warrants for three three years and turned myself in for some reason. Went to jail for four months. But anyway, I was in jail. Pretty gay. Um, uh-huh. And a conversation got brought up with some other inmates uh, about being gay and anal sex. <laughs> and all this shit and basically what it came down to was they uh i can only imagine where you guys think this is gonna go but really what i said like somebody brought up the fact that if your girlfriend sticks a finger in your ass that you're gay like these were the <laughs> fucking stupid yeah. ignorant motherfuckers who aren't very worldly, don't know a lot of shit. And they were like, well, oh, you're a fucking faggot. I would never let my girlfriend, I'd punch her in the face, you know? Um, to me, I'm like, you know, if it's the heat of the moment, if if it feels good, like, obviously, if it doesn't feel good, I'm not going to let her do it. But if she does it and it feels good, then what the fuck is wrong with that? It's not a dude putting a finger in your ass. So, sticking around, answer my question, please. And okay. let me know what you guys think. All right, so what do you think, Lenora? Finger in the ass, is that gay? Okay, all right. It is absolutely not gay because men have a prostate in there, which is like having a clit in their butt, and it feels good, and having a lady put a finger in your butt does not make you gay, but if you do it right, we'll get a marriage proposal, as my experience. (laughs) So um, definitely not gay, very common, yeah. I totally agree with you. I, I think it's yeah. b- mainly because, as as he even mentioned, he was like, it's not a guy sticking. If it was a guy sticking his finger in your ass, yes, there would be That's a sex act between act. two men. Yes, that, that would be gay. But although, we, although, yeah, this, the fingernail issue, there, there's a host of other concerns and problems and situations, but that, that is not gay. So I think it's not gay, but here's one, um, one caveat I want to say, say about it. 
So a lot of girls, and this is the one thing that kind of bothers me about when you have a new sex partner. You know, they might have had their previous boyfriend who was into finger in the butt. Like that was something that turned him on. He was really into it. And girls assume that every guy is really into this, whether or not, or, you know, or, or maybe they feel that you haven't experienced it yet or whatever. But a lot of girls sneak that shit onto a guy. Like all of a sudden, you know, unexpectedly, you feel a finger down there and you're like, what are you doing? And it's, it's jarring if you're not expecting it. Right. But in fairness, a lot of guys try and slip their their dick into your butt. It's really, I would rather be on the, the male end and get an accidental finger when, you know, every guy is kind of like, you know, it's, what is it on Friday? Was it Friday when the girl's like, wrong hole, fool? You know, it's like every girl's in that situation at one point in their life. So I don't really feel that bad if you get an accidental finger because ladies are always fighting off an accidental cock in their butt. So. That, that did. I mean, sometimes that can happen just in the throes of passion, a little yeah. bit of drinking, right. lights are off. Right. The holes are pretty yeah. close together. Just you know. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. You don't, you don't necessarily want a finger in there. And I, I think, I mean, like, it's like anything else. Like, just like your partner will indicate, like, if they're in the dot, Ask like, them, three, yeah. you know what I mean? Be like, like you know, discuss it. Be a, be a mature adult and talk about yes. it. You know, I think well, I'm, 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 I'm still at the question here. You know, it just makes it a lot easier. <laughs> but in answer to the guy's question there, Toby, no, definitely not gay. Not All gay. right. Here is the second call. What's up, sticking wrong? I'm still driving through the Midwest. I'm bored as fuck. That's usually when people call yeah, us. I had an is that a gay question for you. Um, so, uh,. Is someone is masturbating in the background? This happened to me. Is it gay? If you're having sex with a girl and during she has the courtesy to mention that you're the fourth guy that she's had sex with that week <laughs> and you know for a fact that this girl never showers. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and but when she when she mentions that uh, that happens to be when you climax like it triggers triggers the climax and uh, and you just and you, you pull out and come all over um it kind of it kind of stuck with me and followed me for a little while and I've been trying to weigh it out because. I don't know what's going on with the guy's reception, but I think his question here is, is it gay? Because he climaxed right at the, the, the moment that his girlfriend was like, you're the fourth guy I've had sex with this week. Right. So, no. It, it, sorry, go ahead. Would, so would you consider that to be gay? I mean, I'd consider that to be slutty. Yeah, he's just into dirty, dirty girls. Like, that's not gay. He's climaxing in a woman that is a heterosexual act, and he's climaxing, I think, on, like, the, the sometimes like dirty girls. This is the dirty girl thing. It's, it's not, he's not thinking about the dude, you know, or climaxing in a dude, so it's straight. It's a straight kind of gross. It's the thought of this, this girl being defiled multiple times, maybe heightened his passion, and he, he's more into it. I definitely don't think it's gay. Now, yeah. what about this? What if um, she had had sex that morning with a guy and she, would, she had been cream-pied and this dude oh, right. eats her out 
and enjoys doing that. Do you think that would be gay? No, I don't think that's gay either. I think there's certain men who like things like Bukaki. They like, they like, you know, women is being like hypersexual or even they get off on like the, just the kink. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's a homosexual act either. I just think that. Even if he's tasting another man's semen, but yet it's coming no. from a girl's vagina? No. No, no. Unless, unless the dude is there and it's like fresh and he's involved in the sex act, I, I don't think it's. If it's like six hours act. old, no, that's just old semen. Could have been up there yeah, for a week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I think unless there's a man present in the sex act and they're involved together, because I don't even think it's gay if, um, you know, I mean, there's all the time that people are, are in orgies and you see, you look over and you see other people or whatever. But if you're having sex with a woman and you're enjoying the woman, like, so what if the dudes in the room, it's, it's not gay. And, and again, I'll say that even if you did, Jesus is awesome. But guys should wish they were gay. Their, their life would be way better. Oh, yeah. Um, you get laid way more often. Yeah. Life's awesome. Um, there's grinders, so people don't have grinder. Like I can have a big exactly. advocate for like it's yeah. So so sorry, dude. You're not lucky enough to be gay. That's just a hetero. Act. <laughs> All right. So so what do you think? Sorry. Okay, but none. This is kind of beyond the with the question's been answered. But what do you think of this girl who's telling this guy? <laughs> you know, you're the fourth guy I've had sex with in three days. Um, I think <laughs> that I wonder why the hell. I'm single and the chick has five dudes. That's my honest answer. Like, okay, right. Um, same thing with when casting uh, certain shows. I get these really extreme people and they're always like in happy relationships. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously this, this girl's proud of it. Like, <laughs> something I'm not to brag about. Shaming, you know, I don't slut shame. Like it's, it's not my thing, but like, I'm not going to, you know, if a girl wants to, being a lot of dudes and she's comfortable with that. That's it's cool. She's honest and disclosing the information. Um, <laughs> I, I would not want to bang that girl, but like, that's cool that, you know, right. I mean, she cool. almost should be wearing a shirt that just says like, I heart gonorrhea, you know, but Hey, yeah, whatever, whatever you know, blows your dress up. Yeah, speaking of gonorrhea, you know, they just, there's like super gonorrhea now. It's like, it's like one strain away from uh, antibiotics not working. Being incurable. I read about this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you yeah. all know why? Because kids today are slutty. They are slutty. They're lascivious <laughs> yeah. little kids and, and they, they've been having sex and they don't use protection. And basically they made a, a, a mutant X-Men strain of gonorrhea. Yeah. Yeah, and no it's, it's going to infect us all. I know. Wear a condom, yeah. people. Be careful (laughs) and probably stay away from girls that have sex with like five dudes in three days. But unless that's your thing, unless that's your thing. Yeah, it's somebody's thing. It's it's obviously that dude's thing. So, and (laughs) you're, you know, whatever. All right. All right. Here's the last call, which I guess technically really isn't an is that gay question, but it's thought provoking. Okay. Okay, boys. I have a uh, thought experiment for you and, uh, this this gets pretty deep. So we all know what a blumpkin is. That's where you're sitting on the toilet, yeah. getting a blowjob while you take a shit. Now the question is, the thought experiment is, who is receiving the blumpkin? The person taking the shit or the person giving the blowjob? Anyway, keep it sick, keep it wrong. So what do you think? I think the blumpkin is the name of the act. Do you know what I mean? It's two people in, involved in the act. So it's like it's one person does one thing, one is the other. It's 
it's not, there's not, it's you're, you're giving a blumpkin or you're receiving a blumpkin. It's a, you know what I mean? It's an act. That's, Hmm, that's that that's interesting. I always thought the recipient is getting a blumpkin, like the blump, the guy who's sitting there on the shitter getting a blowjob. That's the blumpkin that he's getting. But right. I guess, but it makes sense. The, the person's giving and then one. The other person is the giver. That's, do you know what I mean? Like it's we're agreeing. Like it's I, the same thing. yeah, I just don't think you can say it's one or the other. It's one person's giving a blumpkin. One person's getting one's a blumpkin. But yeah. if um, if you think about it though. Have you ever, first of all, been asked to do that or even no. done that? <laughs> no. <laughs> what would your I response be? Um, not, not even on OkCupid. I mean, that's where I get asked for everything, and no one's even asked for that. So I don't know. Maybe they're just not that popular. Um, I've never been asked. I mean, I, I've heard of it, but I've never been asked for it. What so. would you do if uh, you're dating a guy, you know, you had sex a couple times, and he's like, this is the one thing that gets me off. I'm, all, I'm like, my, my honest answer is like, how hot is this dude? <laughs> okay, he looks like Richard that? Grieco from 21 Jump Street. Definitely not. Richard, what are you talking about? Richard? That's the worst thing to I wouldn't even let that dude in my apartment, let alone like consider such an act. God. All right, Ryan so Gosling. Messy now. No. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I'm like the only girl that doesn't have a lady boner for him. Sorry. <laughs> I bet you most girls would give that guy a bumpkin, though, if he asked. Yes, they would. Which yes, is, would. I don't know. I, I could imagine, like, a guy developing that fetish. But you know what? People fetishize everything. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I know. I put them on TV. I'm well aware. Yeah. <laughs> we like, get too out of control. Like, and, and oftentimes when I would call and talk to people about their particular thing and they would reveal even more so yeah it's a it's a sick sick world it's really awesome the I thing is with blumpkins this is this is why why blumpkins kind of make life very difficult for fat ugly girls because fat ugly girls you know a blumpkin if no one talked about blumpkins people wouldn't even think about getting a blowjob on the shitter but since it's in like you know common media it's in the media it's on tv shows whatever it's on the internet Dudes are like, okay, I want to get one so I can tell my friends I got one. A hot chick's not going to give them one. So who does it fall down to? The fat, ugly girl. You know? And she's going to do it just because she wants love. Yeah. (laughs) It's so sad. True. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I was was watching Mansers, where I get all my information from, and... They had, they had a reveal that I didn't know. They said, "Who? What kind of girl is most likely to give a blowjob?" Do you know the answer to this? To give or to give a blowjob? What what girl is blowjob? What kind of girl? Hmm. No. What's the answer? The answer is a virgin is ninety percent more likely to give a blowjob than a non-virgin because they want to preserve their virginity. So I guess if you want a blowjob or a blumpkin. Hit up a virgin because she's more likely to say yes. <laughs> that's a that's a good idea, actually. I bet you a lot of high school kids probably do get blumpkins, right? Because yeah. they're well, the ones who probably would brag parties. about it. Yeah, and then you know what they probably do is they probably turn that that poop into jankum, and then they're having the jankum because they're in high school. Totally, I think how it all figured out. That's exactly what's happening. Uh, that's terrible all right well lenore thanks for answering those uh is that gay questions Uh, people call in 206-666-3846 and we'll let you know whether you're uh gay or not or how to get a blumpkin we'll help you out with that 
Um, people, thanks for subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us a rating and a comment. Does does help us help us out, boost our popularity. Uh, also, we have T-shirts available at the uh, Sick and Wrong store. Uh, SickandWrongPodcast.com slash store. It's our cheap trick tea. Makes a damn good Christmas gift. Um, you know what's another good Christmas gift is my book, Play Something Dancy, which uh, print copies are available this week. I'm hoping uh, you can go to Amazon.com and you can order one directly through um it's a company called Create Space. But uh, yeah, the print copy is going to be available this week. I think that makes a good Christmas gift, especially if you have like a seven-year-old kid who wants an Xbox game or something. Just give them, give them play something dancey. Warp them for life. <laughs> it's a good book for that. I would love it if a kid did that for a book report. That would be the best kid ever. <laughs> yeah, would that be great? Just like uh, their, their fourth, their fifth grade, like uh, elementary yes. school book report. I wonder if what would happen. I would do that. Yeah, I would totally do that, too. I'd give him, like, Fear and Loathing or something. Um, finally, here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. It's, you know I'm going to play here? Do you ever see the movie Pumping Iron, Lenora? Oh, speaking of Schwarzenegger, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I was, looking, I was looking online thinking, you know, I want to get a song that's kind of uh, relates to having on, you know, bodybuilding. And then I, I came across Pumping Iron. I forgot about that movie, which is a hilarious movie. And, and Schwarzenegger is... Definitely very rapey in that movie. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just uh, he, he. I mean, he's awesome. He's great, and you, you get to you know see a day in the life of Schwarzenegger and his training regimen and everything. But he's also just really creepy around young mm-hmm. hot seventies chicks. But the theme song is great. It's called "Everybody Wants to Live Forever." It's by a guy named Joey Ward. So uh, we're gonna end the show with the, the pumping iron theme song. Everybody wants to uh, live forever. Uh, People, we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks, actually. In a couple weeks, we have our holiday show coming up, and there's going to be lots of special guests. So uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, I'd like to thank Lauren Powers, and I'd like to thank you, Lenora, for uh, being on the show. And uh, let, let me plug your, plug your website. It's LenoraClaire.com, right? Yeah, it's, I'll spell my name out. It's L-E-N-O-R-A-C-L-A-I-R-E.com. Excellent. So people can go check that out. And uh, yeah, as Lenora mentioned before, if you want some information about uh, you know the, the Bad Tattoo Show or some of the other reality shows, feel free to email me or feel free to email Lenora, Lenora at LenoraClaire.com. People will be back next week with uh, episode 360. Till then, take it sleazy. Everybody wants to live forever. Everybody wants to be a hero Every man wants to be bigger than dad It's very hard to understand Been that way since built time, man
maybe I'm confused though. Are you complaining that she texts too much? She doesn't text that much. Like I just like I'll text her. She usually texts like once a day, but I'll text her something, and there's just no nothing. Like it's not like how's your day. Or what have you been up to? Or have you heard of this? Or have you watched this? There's no engagement. Which is... <laughs> no, but dude, that's, that's how these young girls work. I know. She probably doesn't have anything to say. Who cares? Exactly. Are you, are you interested in her for her, like, you know, deep insight into the, into the meaning of life? No, but it's just, I feel like I'm having a conversation with myself or just somebody that just don't have a conversation. Yeah. Okay. What you said before, just send back emoticons. I'm, you know, I did Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Send back like the randomest emoticon you can, like a guy, the guy surfing. You know, I did that today actually, because she sent me like, oh, you're so cray. What's what's, what's that all about? And you can just be like, I don't know. I just thought I was thinking about surfing. (laughs) She sent me an emoticon of a cat. It was like, has two like dashes for whiskers and a triangle. Like triangles for the eyebrows. Wait a minute, are you talking about actual emoticons or emojis? Emoji, I don't know. What's the difference? <laughs> what's the difference? What's, what's Dude, an emoji? You need some, lesson, you need some lessons if you're going to date a 30-year-old chick or however the fuck old she is. Dude, she's 27. Oh. She's too old to be sending this. No, no, dude. She's a millennial. Yeah. Um, when you say emoticons, are you talking about faces made of actual punctuation? Yeah. Faces made of actual punctuation. Oh, no, no, characters. dude. You have, to download the, you have to download the emoji app. What, what is the emoji app? Here, I'm about to show you. Such a... <laughs> Look. Is it in the bottom left corner? Um, I think it might be mirrored for me, but it's the little earth symbol. Oh, I see it. It's added to my type thing. I see it. All you do is you push that, and now I got like 10,000 little characters of everything. Those are buildings. There's like... All these crazy faces. This is just, see all those dots along the top? Each one of those is a whole new screen of this shit. Oh, so she's not typing these things in there? She just probably You're such a fucking old man. Dude, I don't know yeah, this so shit. So you just, you just go, like, she sends you one, and then you send her, like, this, like, weird devil face. Yeah, man. Send. <laughs> This is so fucking retarded. There, there's, there's seriously, there's probably, I mean, I don't know if I'm exact. There's probably 5,000 of these different Dude, symbols. This, for I'm all looking at this right now. There's like 30 pages of these things. Of emoji? Yeah, emoji keyboard it's called. Well, d- make sure you download like the real one, the one that has the most users or whatever. It's the and you most- install you install it as an app, and then once you install it, it doesn't even show up as a, like an app on your screen. It just adds that keyboard. <clears throat> how do how do you know this? Everybody knows this. <laughs> it's like a very typical iPhone thing. It's it's retarded. I it's actually not. not really retarded. It is. It Why is do you need retarded. to have those things? Well, first of all, because if you're texting a lot back and forth with somebody, you can just be like, cheeseburger. That means, like, you want to go get lunch or whatever. So it's like There's texting like shorthand, but cute shorthand? 
whatever yeah sure i don't know <laughs> i don't know mr like literary p- professor are you have to, i like to write out in complete sentences in my text and have paragraph structure and <laughs> i do I, I use proper punctuation and i uh that, this chick does not want that she doesn't want to engage in a big conversation with you she's bored and she wants to send back and forth some cartoons and then be on her way i know i did that today and it, it was pleasing for her i think I mean, I um, I looked it up online and saw some stupid thing, and I was like, "All right, I feel you like an idiot." You looked it up online. Yeah, wow. I just I just looked up emoticons, and then I typed in some emoticon that was like a little dude going like this or something. So does like your phone one. turn it into that actual picture, or still just looks like the car- like the punctuation? No, it's like a dash, like an M, and then a dash. I get it. Like, no, it was just, or a slash M and a backslash. I don't know. I don't do, I don't do How that. How long did this take you? I probably spent a good five minutes looking up, looking up emoticons. You're such a liar. It wasn't that long. I bet you this took you 15 minutes, plus, plus typing it all in, plus no, it was figuring only out which emoticon you actually M wanted. Backslash. I had to have been like, I mean, I went to a site and you could just do Google image search for emoticons and there's just a ton of them. Okay, Look, it's established. It's established that you have very a very skewed perception of time, and I'm betting. <laughs> I'm saying 15 minutes minimum. You probably took a half hour doing in the whole exchange of multiple. Meanwhile, she's blowing some other dude who sent her like 15 emo- funny emojis. <laughs> oh my god! We should almost do this as an intro. Right. It's almost done. You can just hit. <laughs> hit record hit it's record. already been recorded <laughs> you showing me what the emoji app is <laughs> it's not it's me, like that. it's me showing you how to text to a like you know a millennial i just think it's retarded though but i guess that's well, that's but what... <laughs> 27 year old girls are retarded that's why you're fucking them remember it's been established I know, but, but, you know, in the long run, it actually is better because now I don't have to make conversation. All I do is just send back, like today I sent, I don't know what, with that Satan one, then there's like this little dragon one and I just sent that back and then she sends me one and I'm like, okay, that's the exchange is done now. 